Hi guys, it's Jen and my husband Adrian. What's up? <laughs> do people say that anymore? No, they absolutely do not. You remember that? Uh, mm-hmm. What was that? A commercial? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Hi, my name is Mom. Hey everyone. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, my name is Mom. A podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. So today we are continuing our very important series on mental health, specifically postpartum mental health, and all of the things that affect us moms. Wait a sec. Oh, moms. Okay. I thought, this was, in, thought this was an intervention. It might our, be an intervention. It actually might wind up being an intervention because our episode is called, wait for it, wait for it. Drum roll. I want my boobies Ooh. (laughs) Did everyone have this topic? Uh, No, just you. Hmm. Just you. How fitting. So I feel like it's really important for you and me to talk about this because I do think some of the decisions that we've made for our family, however perfect for our family in our own situations, have long-term kind of affected us from a mental health standpoint. And I think they're worthy of a deeper dive and a bigger conversation. Most specifically... Um, we have chosen a longer term nursing pattern for all four of our kids. And we also have co-slept with each of our kids. And we really only kicked one kid out of our bed to make room for the next kid. So it's been an ongoing circus in our house for what, 11 years now? Yeah. 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 It's a little over a decade and I'm not sure where the we comes in. (laughs) I don't recall sitting down and discussing a, a breastfeeding plan 11 years ago. If we had, what would it, what would you have said? Uh, well, I mean, quite honestly, I could say something funny here, but uh, my gut says that I would say do what makes you comfortable and uh, we'll just go from there. However, do what makes you comfortable has gone on 11 years now. <laughs> and our last little baby, Evelyn, is almost three. She's sitting here with us. So if you hear her eating or laughing or otherwise playing in the background, sorry, that's mom and dad life and it just is what it is. I struggled a lot. I have to be honest. I feel like I don't have my own space because from sunup to sundown, I'm with her. I'm working from home. You're working from home. There is a lot of togetherness, both with me and the kids and me and you. And I feel like I've kind of lost a little bit. I've lost a little bit of me. And I, I do truly think if I'm being honest with myself that it's starting to impact my own mental health. Do you see that at all or no? Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, as a um, full-time uh, TV development executive for many years, you always had somewhere to go. You always had your own space. You were able to hang stuff on the walls and um, sort of retreat to an area that wasn't um, pilfered with uh, crusty cereal and yogurt and um, you know that type of stuff. So I sort of get it at the same time. I've been working from home for over a decade now, so I guess I'm maybe a little more accustomed to it and sort of used to it. Um, however, I do have my own sort of office space here within the house. Yeah, I don't have that. My bathtub does not count. Everybody says my bathtub right. is my office. Um, I mean, you you do have a desk hovering <laughs> over the tub I, with chocolates and, and plants. I mean, it really does feel like uh, a corporate setting. Mm. Very true. With no clothes. Very true. And Corey bought me a bathtub wine glass holder, which was key 
I mean, you've got a, a do not disturb a little placard that you <laughs> hang on the Corey. doorknob. Um, you have a nice little setup in there. It is a nice setup. I do just think I finally get why moms are like grocery shopping by myself is not self-care. Grocery shopping by myself is not me time because you are still doing something for someone else, right? And during quarantine, I stopped getting my nails done. All the things that I would normally do to go away and have some self-care, I stopped getting massages. And I've truly never started those things back up. And maybe, honestly, I need to. Well, we we did join a gym recently. It's true. We joined in February, I think, for Valentine's Day. That was my gift to both of us. But I have yet to go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that just comes down to us figuring out some sort of schedule where I can take the kids um, and and you can go. I mean, what kind of gym doesn't have childcare? So let's go back a little bit and talk a little bit more about how our co-sleeping and sort of nonstop nursing has affected you. Well, um, I would say surficially. Is that a word? I don't know. It's either surficially or superficially. I I was listening to Corey's version of the podcast and she's making up words left and right. So I feel like it's my turn. Uh, Surficially. I mean, I would say that we've had a kid in between us in bed for almost nonstop for for over 10 years, which, um, you know, we've got divots on the left and right, and the kid rides the hump in the middle. She also peed on us last night, which... She did. Uh, It it rolled to your divot um, (laughs) and and moved away from mine, so I got lucky on that one, but... um, I would say that, uh, you know, look, I'm, I'm all for co-sleeping and I think there are different reasons that we did it, um, whether it was logistical or we were just too tired to take the baby back to bed after nursing and burping. Um, well, I was working too throughout the first three right. um, infancies. So right. for me, it was much easier to nurse and fall asleep than it was to nurse, get up, put the baby back in bed, come back to bed, because by that point I was wide awake again. So as soon as I learned I could side nurse and co-sleep effectively and safely with our kids, to me it was like a win-win. And the only way I could stay awake in the mornings, to be quite honest. We've uh, had four dates and had sex four times since 2010, (laughs) and we have four kids. Uh, you know, thankfully each date resulted in a, uh, conception. Well, why do you think I am keeping you at an arm's length right now? Right. <laughs> I, yes. Haven't you learned anything from Ty? He got tricked into a vasectomy recently. Mm. Yeah. That's no, I, I have the name of his doctor. <laughs> I, uh, have been consulting other friends about, uh, the process. It, it's coming. No pun intended. It's, it's, it's coming. <laughs> what do you think if I start putting a pillow like along the edge of the bed and letting her sleep on the edge and me in the middle next to you. I think that's a good move. I mean, I think also, you know, one of the other things would be maybe to remove that snowsuit that you sleep in. (laughs) Do you like feeling my cold feet? I think there was a time where you slept in, you know, panties and and like one of my t-shirts from when we first started dating. And it was really nice because, you know, there was skin on skin contact in the middle of the night. But then it became like uh, your feet are too rough and <laughs> not my feet. And you're, let's you're, be clear. You're making pulls in my yoga pants with your rough toe. Yes, like, you did. <laughs> you know, these kinds of things don't fall into a romantic category. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll agree with that. Do you know why we started co-sleeping? Do you know exactly the moment we started co-sleeping? Because we didn't really co-sleep with Ava. 
let's see. Well, so we didn't with Ava. I think you're right. With Charlie, if I can remember correctly, we lived in Maryland in a townhome, and we, we made an attempt to put him in his crib after he nursed at night. I remember this because I used to have to lay on the floor next to his crib or else he wouldn't go to sleep. And we had really poor subflooring in the third floor of this uh, townhome that we lived in. And I used to have to, I knew every creek and crack that I would have to avoid to get back to the you bed had to, with like, you. Parkour it. <laughs> it was, it was a cross between some sort of ninja moves and parkour. And if I hit one of those creeks or, or crinks or cracks, three quarters of the way down the hallway, he would wake up immediately. So I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was then or not. Uh, what am I, well, what am I'll I, tell you very do you know, are you I asking me because you no, know? No, I know. And, okay. and well. the thing is like, I think some of our listeners know about this, but I think some don't, but, um, mine and Adrian's one-year-old niece was killed by a negligent driver when Charlie oh. was about a month old. And the postpartum anxiety that started with him has truly never gone away for us. Sure. I, I mean, do. And, and I do by the way, now. I say us, meaning like me and I know you have anxiety from that as well. But And, and this was me, actually, this was at the same time. This was yeah. right after we moved into that was exactly our, our Maryland. You're right about we where we, we were. Even, yeah, we weren't even unpacked it, yet. It was, more that, it was more that I took my children close to me and never let them go. And, and that was and the who, reality. And as a husband, who would ever contest that you wouldn't I guess the question is you know I, I was walking with my friend Jen at the lake a couple months back and I was telling her how due in part to the postpartum anxiety that I experienced you know with with that situation that has continued on here now you know nine years later and um my career in true crime you know and producing and developing true crime shows and all of the incredible amount of negative imagery and stuff that comes with that. Every time I'm somewhere, I'm always like 15 steps ahead of bad things that could happen. Like if I'm walking with my friend Jen around the lake, I'm thinking, okay, if someone jumps out of the tree line and grabs one of my kids, what am I going to do with this kid while I go track that guy down? Who's going to stay with this one? Where are we going? You know, what happens if there's more than one person? What happens if I get back to my car and someone tries to carjack me and I have my kids and I don't have a way to protect myself? There's all these things. And my friend Jen looked at me and she goes, you know, that's not normal. Right. You know, that's what, not healthy. You know, what's really funny. And I don't think I've ever told you this is that I do that myself. I play out. It's almost like, it's like I a play out a scenario. movie, but I play movies out in my head. Like, Oh, what would happen if this happened or what would I do? That's funny that we, uh, well, it's really no surprise. That we share because that you and I both of, have diagnosed obsessive compulsive disorder in different, you know, varying capacities. Yeah. But I, I know it took Jen saying to me, you know, that's not normal for me to go. Yikes. I need to focus on this. I need to get, a little bit more inside my own head and figure out how I can sort of work through it and, you know, work, um, to, to get my own mental health in check. So that was part of the impetus for this podcast. Now, do you feel like that you've always done that or do you feel like, no, I, I have or, or do you always feel like done it happened that. after. Uh, I have always done that, but to a much <clears throat> greater extent since right. we had kids and since Olivia's death for sure. But it is hard for me. And, and I admit that. And I, I am kind of ready to put that to bed. You know, I, I wasn't a year ago, but I, I, am I understand it. Uh, I try and put myself in your shoes. Uh, if I had to use my penis to feed something, um, <laughs> sorry, this is, we're, we're going way off 
the trail here. But 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 bear with me for a second. If I had to use my penis to feed something or nourish something, and then turn right around and have someone slap it around and play with it, I I, w- I think I would have I would have issues switching from channel one to channel two. So I understand um, you know the mental shift uh, that that can be very difficult. Um, it doesn't do anything to necessarily help my situation, but the, the babies have always been the priority. So it's just one of those things where I have to sort of just, I'm along for the ride. Um, but it does look like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and, and while I will love your breasts till the day I die, um, I I don't know that these tenants have treated, uh, the real estate they with as much care as they should have. They destroyed it. They've destroyed yeah. it, especially this number four over here, giving me the eye over the top of the iPad. And, and there's no real security deposit to pull back from mm-hmm. these guys. Um, Just like whip them around like they're chewing gum. My dad gave me some really incredible CBD gummies, which I think you actually are a big fan of. Yeah, he stole them out of my drawer. <laughs> And I've started taking them and I have noticed in a very mild dose, like for me, it's been really helpful. I feel like my, I just feel more chill just all around. And I think that's really honestly helped me a lot. Yeah. I'm a huge advocate for CBD and beyond. Um, it's always uh, sort of reduced my anxiety. I'm not um, suggesting that for anyone else out there, by the way. Any of our listeners. Well, she may not, do, but do. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the I want my boobies back. So I want my boobies back because I really need to have my body back, whatever shape it's going to take post this um, child sort of security nursing process that we're in right now. Um, she's clearly not getting a lot of milk anymore. She just nurses to go to sleep, and um, that's her that's her thing. I've really never met a child that is more attached to nursing, and I'm really not sure what to do about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think from my perspective, um, I love the fact that you've nursed our kids as long as you have. Um, uh, I think it's uh, super important. I think it's uh, kept them in better health. Um and I think it's also great, you know, the bond that um, you've had between each of the four kids. You know, it's funny. We kind of joke about this a lot, but we rarely talk about it. And sometimes I think just even talking about these kind of situations, like, gives you a little bit of um, perspective. And for at least for me, makes me stop and go, okay, okay, it's temporary, it's not as bad as I think. I know, but but this is sort of like if you lent your car to somebody and they just drove around town smoking in it for <laughs> 10 years. And you get it back and you really can't get the smoke smell out of it. Hey, um, be careful. You, well, you know. <laughs> but we do have to officially, fully, completely wean her before we can kick her out of our bed. Right. So we moved into this house, what, almost two years ago? Yep. Yeah. And uh, how much time and effort and money did we spend putting her upstairs nursery together. Well, to be fair, we spent the time and money and effort on her nursery, designing it and kind of putting it together when we lived in Virginia. So right. it just had to move down here. Right. Uh, I'm not even <laughs> sure I've been in that room since we moved in. <laughs> Nor sure has anyone has else. I, I don't even know if she, I asked her, do you know where your room is? No. Evie, do you have your own crib? Yeah. 
No? She shook her head. Nope. No. Where she, do you sleep? She doesn't even know. Oh, she points oh. to mommy. She yep. sleeps with mommy. See? She knows. Do you want to sleep in your own bed? No. no. You want to go to bed with me? Okay, that sounds good. She's going to be sleeping with us when she's like an only child in high school and we're traveling internationally, so it's going to save us money on hotel rooms. I mean, do you remember when I used to sleep? Like, I grew up sleeping naked. I don't know how many Not of the me. listeners here slept naked. I, I love sleeping naked. I hate it. And it just hasn't happened in probably 11 years. Well, I've always been years. scared that like something's going to happen in the middle of the night and you're going to have to jump up and help someone who's vomiting or like there's a fire. God forbid. Oh, any what? I'm going to have to pull someone from a, a burning building with well, half an erection? Oh, jeez. Oh, this is a podcast for general audiences. My husband has no idea is what it? the word general audiences means. Anyway. It means everybody. Yeah. Everybody doesn't share the same sense of humor as me? Mm. Right. Anyway. Well, interesting. This was a nice chat. and um, Yeah, no, I'm glad we actually talked through it. Because you know, it, it might help to have a follow-up when the boobies come back. Oh, my boobies are back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can give an assessment. Uh, yeah. We can, we can do an evaluation. Oh, jeez. You are you're a prize. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for being my guest, sweetheart. I love it. Mm, all right. And we'll see you guys next time. Au revoir. Your name is Mom.